Yo, welcome to the Zillionaires Podcast, where we mainly talk about Seattle-related sports topics and other things as well. I'm your host and moderator, Solo, from Brooklyn. What up, what up, y'all? This is Chisler from Seattle, Washington. They call me the wizard of Washington sports. Every night I gaze into my crystal ball and see the future of what's going down. What's up, guys? This is Krusty from Yakima. I wear my fandom on my sleeve. I get crazy, I get emotional, and I like to throw down ultimatums. Let's have some fun. All right, welcome back, podcast zillionaires, zillionettes. Trying to like pretend like <laughs> women and men are listening to this. I was thinking of that the other day. I totally was. <laughs> I was like, oh, I bet zero ladies listen to this. Hey, hey. And got, rightfully we got, so. We got a very, a very funny and good comment from a female listener on Facebook. <laughs> That's yeah. so true. That is true. Although that said female knows that I know that she's one of the most dude females I've ever known in my life. <laughs> she's as chill a dude guy what? as everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and this is your wife? No, not my wife. No, no. Did, oh, what, did she call you wife? out? Let's just uh, let's just clarify that. Was she calling you out for saying hogwash at some point in the yes, podcast? She said, she said <laughs> that, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She said it was. I actually remember we, when we, you said that. We, we had said that uh, you know we stole ten hours of people's lives or whatever, and she's like, I don't feel, or that was fifty-one minutes not stolen because I got to hear someone under eighty years old use the word hogwash or something like that. <laughs> Which is I had to Google what hogwash was. I was like, wait, is that some new, like, hip? Like, yeah, yeah, that's the new like, hip, hipster term. Met yeah. adjective. <laughs> Guys, I got to tell you, man, I, I just got off of an 18-hour bus ride from Bergen, oh, Norway. Dude. I'm right outside Copenhagen. Uh, back on the road. I mean, I've been on the road the whole time, but, like, we just basically started this big month, four-week little turn right here uh, a few days ago. And uh, nice picks, though. Intense, nice dude. picks from that uh, town square. Oh, that town was so beautiful. Like it's like Norway is like probably one of the best places in the world. It's it's so civilized and clean, and everybody's nice. It and, looked like Seattle climate too, and I was just thinking, yeah. oh, what if Seattle had buildings that were like two hundred and fifty years old, old three hundred years old, yeah. four hundred? Who knows how old those go? But <clears throat> man, yeah, oh, I was man. just thinking, it just looked like. I would wanted to transport myself there. Yeah, well, you're gonna you're gonna go to Iceland soon, right? Is that the plan? It is the plan, but oh, that's yeah. awesome! No, no buildings there, but there's volcanoes, there's glaciers. There's <laughs> well, they do, puff, they do, puffins. they do have buildings. It's, they don't, they don't live in huts. I'm pretty sure they just have tents. It's like it's a big I know, tent my city. idea of Iceland. <laughs> My idea of Iceland is just glaciers and like polar bears floating out there, and like, <laughs> uh, and the or or was it the boreas or whatever the the boreal aurora, <laughs> the borealis. aurora borealis, yeah. I yeah, you just Airbnb, uh, you just I, I've Airbnb'd already this little uh, floating ice mass that that's what we're gonna sleep on. So it'll just like cruise around. Somebody will tug it around. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's funny is, you know, obviously this last time we talked about my little ghost encounter, and then we had some uh, some friendly texts the other night about uh, all sorts of stuff. I we just, went into religion and God. Oh, my gosh. He's got really deep for a second there. But I have to say now, yesterday morning I woke up, 
And I was thinking about it. I've been really sick this last week. And I'm finally kind of getting over it. And I believe I was actually getting sick that day. Um, the night that I saw the ghost. Oh. And I kind of wonder now. I know that when you are sick, you do kind of hallucinate from time to time. So You can't add possi- wrinkles to this story, dude. You're sticking to it. You're a huge ghost believer now, and it's changed your whole life. No, I never said I was a no, huge ghost yes, believer. Yes, you did. On the text, he says, changed your whole life. Your whole trajectory is changed now because you've had this encounter. Respect it, man. Own it. Well, I do, and, and you know what? I was all about it, and I, then I wrote, I started writing the story down, and I'm still creeped out about it. But then I started thinking, you know, I could have actually been hallucinating. But then again, what is that? Is that like part of the whole deal of seeing ghosts? Right. The real like, question, like, the, the important question, is how many episodes deep are you on your third podcast of Solo's Road Ghost Encounters? <laughs> I do. And when, I and do when, think when do we get to listen? <laughs> I think we should just dissect this one ghost encounter for all ten episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna just start a side this podcast. This ghost story is the Richard Sherman of ghost stories, man. I love awesome. it. Awesome. <laughs> it's the Walter It'll be the Jones serial, of ghost stories. <laughs> It'll be the serial ghost story. You ever listen to that podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's so I one. know you've I'll been. Whole I know you've been traveling like consistently every day every second have you been able to see anything or follow anything in the last day and a half or so sports wise uh not really i did see though the other day that richard sherman said a bunch of shit which i thought was cool like he he knocked down the rumors about being upset about the trade talks and saying that like look this is our business that we're in you kind of called that crusty i'll give it to you um and that he's excited to play there and and he wants to do a good job and you know it just seemed like all this all those rumors got kind of like squashed and uh and then i saw doug baldwin said he wanted to retire there but and then i also saw that the mariners kind of like been struggling but i mean where do you guys want to start who do you want to what do you want to talk about i like that yeah, let's dive into some of that Richard Sherman and Doug yeah, get in yeah, there. Get, <laughs> get in the man crush. Let's I get this felt, out of the I, way. Well, I feel like I'm actually kind of might have a different take on it. I'm, I'm, you know, of course, I'm just like he finally is just relenting a little bit and just acquiescing to maybe he overstepped his bounds a little bit. Maybe he's went off at the deep end a little bit too far last year. Uh, he definitely said some comment to that effect when asked about it in a press conference. Yeah, he you know, was speaking specifically of the sideline blowups at the coaches exactly. during the game. He said yeah. he did finally admit that, like, look, I went over overboard on that. And f- for sure, he could probably go deeper into it. But here's the thing that I'm really seeing on Richard Sherman these days is he has become a media personality. He's not as much Richard Sherman these days. He's basically going out there and flat out lying, flat out telling mistruths, trying to say a specific side because he knows that there's a bunch of people that will then repeat that side, you know, into the put that out into the world and it'll be combating some other side. Right. So he's playing the media now as a game, as a as a tool to you know, engage in kind of public warfare. So it's, it, I've, I'm losing interest in that side of it for sure. Uh, that's, that's kind of rubbed me the wrong way on this one. 
Well, as usual, my perspective on this is going to leap more to what it means to on the field. And the interesting piece for me was that in the interviews throughout the end, we heard from him because we had, uh, uh, you know, the OTAs or whatever um, are wrapping up and they they have about a month off before they come back for training camp. Uh, But the consist or the message from Pete, from Sherm, from the other coaches, from Doug, from Michael Bennett, everybody was just giving the same message, basically. I mean, you heard kind of a very unified perspective on Sherm, on where they're at, on where the <laughs> locker room is at. Which um, makes me love that quote that you said from uh, from Doug, Krusty. You said Doug is like, he just says the locker room thrives on chaos. So this was the chaos they needed over the off season. I think it's it like, kind of was. I think it it's like, was. oh my God, that just is such a stupid, simple explanation for this whole thing that just makes all the lines of. Yeah, that they cracked me up reading that line. <laughs> well, here's the like, all the hundreds of words written about it, all the podcasts spoken about it, all the baloney we've said. And they're just like, yeah, we just wanted some little internal drama just to spark our fires, you know? <laughs> it's awesome. Well, listen, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, Russ, Russ, you know, all those guys are now about 29 years old. Those, you know, Cam is 29. He's been in the league for seven years, you know? Uh, 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 Russ is 29, I believe. He's been in the league for five years. Like they're all, they're all getting older, and I think that the, their routine, their system, their way of doing things is just doing things is just so down that they need some like something yeah. to get excited about, you know, just something to fuel that fire of of working hard. You know, when you're sitting on that bench press, you're Michael Bennett repping out bench presses and you can say motherfucking you know russell wilson throw an interception in the super bowl ah! <laughs> you know and he throws out 10 more extra reps because of it like sometimes you just need some of the internal stuff that you gotta rile it up a little bit you know you know and Doug, Doug, Doug said he loved it Doug said he loved it oh he loved the drama nice he loved this that there was drama going on or that there was adversity is the way he put it he just said My we thing- love adversity my favorite thing that I'm noticing, or as we're kind of talking about it, is that the there's been this rallying around Russell after the article, yeah. the ESPN article, that hasn't really happened in the past. You know, like, Russ has just been Russ, and everybody said, oh, yeah, he's great, he's great, he's great. But they've never really had to rally to defend him or say that they, like, are in his camp. And multiple guys have, and that's pretty cool. I think, and I think definitely Mike Bennett put it the best when he was like, um, you know, Russ, I respect people who are genuine, and Russ has never showed anything but being genuine, and that's his character. He's a good dude. He helps people out. And, you know, so I totally 100% support him. Again, it's like a very personal kind of off the field thing. But just the rallying around Russ, I think, is kind of a a turning point for the team, too. Well, no, and I think I think it's an on the field thing. I mean, Russ needs to know that and he knows that. But I think that he I think they need the team, the fans know it, the you know, the community to know it. Like we're all on this. And, you know, yeah, you had Michael Bennett. And basically, uh, Doug Baldwin also saying, like, we can't win without Russell Wilson. We can't do it. Sherm had to address it, too, because of the fallout from that article. So it just, yeah, it all ends up being, like, masterfully played by Pete Carroll in this. If you were to draw it up like a Shakespeare play or something, he really kind of, like, walked people through this arc. And now they're all going to, like, gel right as... 
training camp hits. It's kind of fucking amazing. Well, it's 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 funny because <laughs> it's funny because it's such a it's such a positive feeling right now. Like we yep. went into the mid middle of the off season, we were like, "Oh my god, is this team imploding, falling apart? People are going to quit. Everyone's going to leave." You know, and now you come out of it. They're holding hands. No one's holding out. You know, they're they're ready to just go forward and be and be awesome. I and with this good schedule coming up, like it just feels good as a Seahawks fan right now. And they're not talking up the rookies like overboard. Like I feel like in the past they've kind of talked up these rookies too much and this time it's like the focus is all on these core guys and getting guys back from injury and a a couple Mm -hmm. of the new free agents but i kind of feel like it's a really good move it's like keep these rookies in stealth mode like and then they can like hit and be exciting and be surprising rather than they get hyped up you know so here's that that ties me into a very interesting thing did either of you realize that 15 rookies made the 53-man roster last year? One five. Yeah, no. 15 rookies. It was the most of any team wow. in the NFL. And so that's, you know, to all of our arguments on past episodes about the draft and whether it was good drafts or have we had a good... Dude, 15 dudes made the made the 53-man roster. And a bunch of them were good. You know, a bunch of them were Jaron Reed starting, two offensive lines starting. Whether they were good or not, they were the starters yeah. as rookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, everything you hear about Fant right now is that he's put on like 27 pounds of muscle and is just like... Because mm-hmm, like, it's yeah. the first offseason he's ever had as a football player. Keep that in mind. Like, as an yeah. actual full football player, it's his first offseason. And from everything – now, will that make him a better O-lineman? I don't know, but it's going to make him stronger. Um, well, but Pete this, answered that this question. this rookie class coming yeah. in right now has 15 rookies – or, you know, second-year players ahead of them. So it's going to be hard for them to contribute. But it sounds like he thinks a lot of them are going to make the team also. Like, it sounds like a good shot for a lot of these – rookies this year to make this team well i kind of i'm viewing it right now this is this is the serious wizard of washington sports here this is crystal ball material guys <laughs> I, I, i'm looking at i'm looking at next season all right not even this not even this upcoming one i'm the season following that pete has been talking about this group of rookies especially the defensive backs as really being a unit as being this gelled unit and that to me is sig- signaling that he is kind of crafting them to be like an LOB, you know, like to they come in together, they bond together, they take over together. Um, so that's kind of where that's where I'm seeing the focus is not really next year. It's in a couple years on those guys being the next LOB. Go ahead, uh, Solo. Well, I, what I was going to say is like, this core that we've had, this is we're coming up on the next couple of years, right? Of that being done, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could be, or they could get contracts somewhere else for more money. So that's, I think that might be part of it too. I um, think sure. I think Sherm will play for a long time unless he has a major injury. I think you'll still have Sherm yeah. for for a considerable amount more. But I think Cam and Earl might be pretty close to being done. It just seems like it's getting. So the what made the LOB so so fantastic, and they always talk about it, is that they came together. They came as one class that had to figure each other out and battle it all out. So whereas 
since that initial class has come, the LLB has been like one guy leaves, a new guy comes in. One guy leaves, a new guy comes in. I think they're looking at whole whole piece, not piecemeal replacing it, but just wholesale replacing it. Uh, I don't think that'll happen because I think Shaq Thompson is the best chance to beat out uh, Jeremy Lane. The competition is going to be between them for that starting uh, other corner. And Griffin, Shaq, Shaq Griffin. Or, sorry, yeah, Shaq Griffin. Yeah, not Shaq Thompson. Uh, but uh, and if he wins it out, which I think he will, then he'll be playing ahead of those other guys. And I don't think Cam and Earl will go out in the same year. So I, I think it is going to be kind of piecemeal. I think Tedrick Thompson will step in and take over for either uh, Earl or Cam, whoever. But I think in like four years, they'll all be there and ready to go, except you'll still have. Sherm until he retires, I think you'll have like Sherm and three young guys. But I think they will, they might come in in three different years. I think one will come in this year, one might come in the next year, and one might come in the next year. The last thing Pete said in his final press conference was that he loves Jeremy Lane right now. Jeremy Lane is competing his face off and is like the healthiest he's ever been and the best he's ever been. And he's like mentally focused. Yeah, well, you see the. That might be, that might be him like, you know. Using his crystal ball, but uh, that would that would refute your point there. No, I and, and and Lane better be. I mean, he sees the opportunity. They said Deshaun Shed's not going to be ready by the start of the year, so yeah. he's got to see it. I mean, this is his last maybe big good shot to get a to get a big contract. If Jeremy Lane starts this year and is dope, then. He could get a legitimate big contract or an extension or whatever. So he's got to see that this is his biggest opportunity. He better be competing his ass off. How's the injuries looking out with uh, with um, Lockett and Cam? Uh, I haven't really read about that. I know I, last I read is that they're doing well and that, I mean, I can't believe that he uh, said that Lockett would actually be ready to go by preseason. Is that true? Um, I think they think he's going to be ready to go by the regular season. I don't know if he'll go in the preseason. Oh, regular season. Yeah. But, yeah, it looks Earl, like it. Earl's it's ahead. A compound fracture. Earl, Earl's oh. ahead. Yep. Deshaun Shed's behind. Or or not behind, but they didn't think he would make the start of the year anyway. Um, but as far as I know, everybody else, they're not really uh, too worried about. Deion Jordan is still healing. He's hurt. He had to have, like, a surgery or something, I guess. And... Uh, the guy they signed and from Cam Miami. had both his ankles worked on, correct? Yeah, he, he had bone spurs removed, and yeah. uh, both on both of them. Both so of them. he's ahead. I mean, he said he hasn't felt this no. good in years. So yeah, normally they do one at a time too, because you, you don't want to like you want to be able to walk. Yeah. after surgery, but I heard he did both, which is crazy. But I think he just wanted to be like ready to go. He said he yeah. was in a wheelchair for like a week and a half or something, and it was like he had it was such a humbling experience. Hmm. Well, I do feel like right now with all this excitement and all this talk that they're like definitely thinking Super Bowl this year, right? <laughs> this is what's going on. I think their defense is going to be so good, dude. I, I really do. I think, I think the mix of uh, veterans on the D-line with the youth that's come in last year and this year on the D-line, I think their defense is – we'll see what happens offensively and if one of the running backs is – you know, if Letty Lacey does turn out to be amazing or whatever. But Oh, yes. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He, he, he could. Wait. There's a well, chance. No, I don't. I don't think he will. But like, but if we're just pipe dreaming oh. here, 
I mean, we've already talked about the schedule and everything. It just it, it is all it is all working out. But I do think this defense is going to be really good. I want to make there was an interesting article about uh, and this just as we're talking about the health of the Seahawks. Uh, you know, here here's why or a comparison between why the Seahawks are one of the best teams in the NFL every single year for recent time and why the 49ers are just a pile of steaming dog manure. Um, So the 49ers, you know, they got a new GM and Lynch, John Lynch. They got a new coach, Kyle Shanahan, who I think will actually be a good coach down the road, uh, but they just don't have anything to work with. And they went out and they spent an absurd amount of money, an absurd amount of money on five free agents. And and you guys tell me if you think this list of free agents is going to get you excited and, and the 49ers are turning the ship around with these guys. So they, they signed Hell Pierre yeah. they signed Pierre Garçon for forty seven and a half million dollars over five years, twenty million what? guaranteed. Pierre Garçon, like yeah, Who's dude. Oh, and, 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 that guy's injury lost, prone. They lost two wide receivers. So he's their number one dude. Um He's not even signed, our third pick in the fantasy draft. <laughs> they signed yeah. they signed Malcolm Smith, ex Seahawk, to twenty six and a half million dollars. Now I like Malcolm Smith. Wow. He made like three amazing plays, but he's not dude, he that makes him the tenth highest inside linebacker in football. And Malcolm Smith couldn't even start here at the Seahawks. on the Seahawks. Yeah, that is nuts. Now um, then they played they paid uh uh, basically two other guys who are nobodies that don't matter, but they paid them $37 million between the two of them. But then they paid Brian Hoyer $12 million for two years. So oh. Brian Hoyer is going to get $6 million to be the quarterback next year uh, okay. for, and is going to be horrible. So they're just those, yeah, t- those types of signings and the amount of money and number of years. Like, why would you give Malcolm Smith a five-year deal? You don't want to be committed to him for that much. Anyway, so just an example got, of how bad the 49ers are. We're sitting here talking about the excitement of rookies who, who might not even play, but just back up and how good and deep we are. They're getting Pierre Garçon is their number one wide receiver and giving him a five-year deal with 20 million guaranteed. They are going to be so bad for so long, dude. Okay, I I have a different take. I think the 49ers are actually on the right path. Okay, they don't have many options. Nobody wants to go there. So they're having to do the things that weak franchises that have been run into ground that have horrible ownership have to do, which is overpay for crappy dudes. So that's not anything against them, but keep, or that's to say that they're doing the right thing. Cause it's the only thing that they can do to move forward. Keep in mind though, that this is the NFL and no contracts in the NFL mean shit. Okay. So yeah, maybe that there's some guaranteed money and that's going to be a waste, but the 49ers have so much cap space right now. Uh, they've given away everybody, everybody they had retired, moved, left, you know, got injured anyway. So they have some cap room for the crazy stuff, but none of these contracts have are going to be for five years. If they don't like Pierre Gosson, they can cut him after one year. Probably they can cut him after two and it wouldn't even hurt their budget. So they just make these splashy things so that they can get the dudes in there and then they'll cut them. It's football. 
And I get you, Chisler. I agree. It's a good point that that's exactly what bad teams have to do. But that's why they don't get better. I mean, if you're a bad team, the only way to get better as a bad team is to have an amazing draft. You have to draft like a Russell Wilson or something like you have to have an amazing draft that goes off. That's what gets you better. And then free agents want to come play for you. But doing that just is a, a decent signal draft. of the, yeah, but it's just a signal of how bad they're going to be. Like they're they definitely be don't have Russell Wilson, so you know they're still in the game for that. I mean, so that's why they paid this guy six million to just wait it out so that they can draft a QB when there's a good QB someday. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's well, that's all they expect well, to him. What San Francisco's got for them is that they got the Warriors winning their second championship in the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's in Oakland. That's true. I just got to say, did you guys watch that game? I mean, I, I watched the first. Oh, yeah, we did. We were watching. the. We were texting a yeah, lot. It was on yeah. at 2 a.m. here. but Yeah, man. It was a fun game. Pretty crazy. I just wanted to make yep. Chisler talk yep. about the NBA one little bit. One more <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I think I'm spit out like my last word on the NBA. If LeBron's already moved on, he didn't care that much. Let's just acknowledge that no, the, he, the Krusty is the wizard of Washington sports over here, calling the exact mm, the oh, exact scenario of wins and losses that was going to happen in that no, series. No, Krusty's okay, the, okay. no, Krusty's the... Krusty, you got that wrong. You're the wizard of... The Warriors, because that's not a Washington sport, so. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this funny, funny little thing happened. So my, turns out my brother-in-law inherited sort of by weird means a bakery full of baking equipment and and is considering possibly starting a bakery. What? And I was like, yes. So I was like, dude, your your Golden Tate story a few episodes yeah. back <laughs> inspired me. And I was like, oh, well, I know the best way if you do start a bakery to just blow it out in Seattle, to just rake in the dough, right, is to make a Seahawk-themed donut section. Yes, dude. And I think you, I mean, Golden Tate, the name itself sounds like a donut. And maybe he's moved on, so you don't focus on that one. But I came up with some other Seahawk themed donuts that maybe you could put on your awesome. store. Lay it on me. Okay, so actually, I think so. I'll give Solo credit on this one. He came up with Jelly Graham. Jelly Graham. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can bite into a nice lemon Jelly Graham. Oh, or you God. got your, your Pete Kriller. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. By the yeah. way, I had to Google donuts because I only know like a couple of them. <laughs> or I was thinking back in the Marshawn days, you've got your bear claw, but no, we got the beast claw. The beast our- claw. Yeah. <laughs> this, this thing will just cause a, it'll tear you apart. Um, we've got Justin Britt, so he obviously becomes Justin Fritter. Or like an app, or maybe there's an Britter. apple an apple yeah. Britter. Uh, yeah. Apple Britter, I like that better. I like that better. <laughs> um, Man, I would love to have an apple Britter right now. Tom yeah, Cable. Wait, wait. Tom Cable. Cable sounds like yeah. maple. So you got a cable bar, maybe? A- cable bar. I like it. I like it. Um, or you've got a jam cans cancelor. <laughs> jam cancelor? Oh god, come jam. on. Jam. Chancellor, yeah. Jam, jam oh, Chancellor. I was, I was even taking it way back, way back to early LOB with the. Uh, that's not that far back, is it? Um, <laughs> with Brandon Browner. 
I thought his name, Browner, just kind of sounded like a... Some of them are, like, right onto a donut, and some of them just, I think, sound like a donut. And I thought a maple browner sounded like a type of a donut. Anyway, that's some ideas. It does, I think it does sound like a donut. You had a good one, right, Krusty? Uh, About the, the mascot? Call it Blintz? Blintz the Seahawk instead of Blintz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, this could blow up. You know, it, it'd be all location based, though. It'd have to be by the stadium, you know. And Dude, I could just have a donut cart, you know, or like, oh, I could get him into Top Pot. Yeah. It's a funny idea, but it would definitely, I, I would legitimately say that that would be successful at Seattle. People would go crazy for that. And on like Sundays, you go in and buy like a dozen Seahawk donuts and then bring them to your office or whatever. Oh like my God. you're on Fridays, yeah. on Blue Fridays, dude. Have oh a Blue Friday God. dozen yes. box special. Like it would kill. It would kill. I just need to come up hey, with 12 know, of them. You're right. I'll just come up with 12. 12 exactly. The 12s. Are you well, kidding me? Well, you have one that's perfect. just actually 12. Like it like a t- just has a 12 on top, you know what I mean? Sure, but I got well, to give it a cool name. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you say I'd like to get the 12s and that's obviously a dozen and then you get like you choose like I'll get that Sherman one, I'll get the Jelly Graham and then they all get in there and then it's like <laughs> a little bo- a little box that has the big throw in your top. Jelly Graham there I think again I heard it you're like oh yeah, yeah let me shout out my Jelly that Graham name. again I want, I want rights I want licensing rights on that name I'm glad we got that on text Apple uh, Ritter is pretty good too though uh, alright well before we get off the Seahawks uh, if we do I don't know but anyway um I'm going to do my second installment of Seattle Sports Dumbasses. Um, and this one is, is not uh, not as funny. Wait, it, hit one of those sound bites, Chisler. <laughs> hit one of those sound bites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. All by right, the way, so, I, downloaded, I downloaded a sound effect app. <laughs> um, so this one is is not nearly as, as, as humorous as... Uh, as the Golden Tate uh, story was more, more sad, more frustrating, I guess. But uh, this <laughs> oh, one, wow. this, this one's interesting to me. I think maybe one of the like best on the field players who for the Seahawks, who then really cost him his his career or or success because of his off the field stupidness. Uh, but that is the the. And it actually hits me because this is what I had this guy's jersey. You know, oh, yeah. used to be one of my main jerseys. He was he was one of my favorite players on the field, great player, and that was Leroy Hill. But Leroy oh. Hill was he's a linebacker back in the Hasselbeck days, very productive, good linebacker. But he also was just an absolute dumbass, and he had multiple issues with the law. He was arrested multiple times, um, and some some of it was some real bad charges like domestic abuse and stuff. But his kind of sports dumbass moment is the day in Atlanta when he's in his free agent year, so you need to be on your best behavior, particularly, and um, and. But right before, like right before the season was about to begin, he is found by some police officers in an intersection in downtown Atlanta at night, asleep in his car while it's 
turned on running in the middle of the intersection or in the intersection <laughs> because he's so stoned. And the, the car just reeks like pot, I guess. They get there, they, they wake him up and check, search the car, find two bags of weed. And um, and then he and then he so he gets he gets the charge for weed. He gets a charge for a traffic violation because you can't fall asleep in your car. That's illegal. Um, and while well, it's going. Um, but uh, and then also he had a broken tail light, so he also got a tail light charge oh. on the car. Oh um, but and of course, so this ended up costing him basically any fu- more future with the Seahawks, cost him tons of money. He did end up playing, I can't remember where he signed somewhere else, but that was pretty much the end of his success. Teams just weren't real, w- really willing to take any more chances on him or, or extend a contract with him because he just got in trouble so much. Um, and just unfortunate, yeah. He was like, he was such a good player that just turned into such a dumbass and just couldn't couldn't just be a responsible, good human being off the field. So anyway, you have got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so can that still happen? Do you think in the NFL? Do you think somebody could just do something that dumb and still get to play and stuff? You mean? I mean, there's I mean, dudes who do or, stuff that dumb all the time, dude. Yeah, you're right. It just seems like they have all these little ways that they've tried to, you know, uh, surround people with the right kind of tools to get them out of situations where they'd be put in, do they something try. like that. The yeah, biggest, the can, biggest one in the it. NFL, the biggest thing in the NFL is, or any sports, I just, I have zero understanding or sympathy or patience or empathy for any athlete who drives under the influence of anything because you are wealthy and the nfl will provide you a car for free you can call the nfl and someone will come pick you up if you're an if you're a nfl football player they do that and so i just don't understand why would you ever risk it why would you ever drive yourself ever there was a sonic years ago that it in the 90s that like got busted on i5 i believe it was a sonic or seahawk I think it was basketball. I don't remember who it was. I actually want to say it was Vin Baker, but I'm not positive. Oh, yeah. Could have he, was, he, was on, he was pulled over on I-5 between Tacoma and Seattle. Cops notice a car sitting there, pulls it over. It's a, it's a professional athlete smoking weed out of an aluminum can on the side of the road. <laughs> a, guy, a guy who makes millions of dollars decides that he can't wait to get back oh, to his mansion. Sometimes you just can't just smoke take, it out of an aluminum can. You can't, you can't <laughs> give people class by giving Jeez. them money sometimes. No, exactly. That's just like pure... I mean, now that I think about it, he probably was. Whoever it was was probably 25 years old. But even then, you'd think, hey, I got all this money. Maybe I should like protect it, you know? And yeah. I guess there's like <laughs> dumbasses in every sport. So. Yep, that's true. Well, what's up with these uh, Mar- Mariners? Well, it's interesting, you know, I mean, in some ways you're really excited about the, they've continued to look good. They've uh, had good performances. Hanniger's back, Uh, you know, things offensively, things have been looking just as consistent and good. Uh, But the last, they are five and five in the last 10 games. So it's, they've just gotten shelled. They got, they gave up 20 runs the other day in one game. Um, Yeah. Pitching, pitching staff is, is, wobbled a little bit. Miranda kind of finally had a bad game. Um Yeah. Did did Segura get hurt again? Um I missed I missed that if it happened. I'm not sure. 
Okay. The interesting thing is that during that process, they actually have, last time we were talking, they were 13 games back. And even though they've gone five and five, they're only half, they're 12 and a half games back now. So Houston has finally started to show a little bit of, of normalcy or, or being human beings. Um, they've lost, they've gone four or six in the last five games. Sick. So, so hopefully if we see Houston continue to slide and uh, we should be getting uh Felix uh, back not too much longer. Iwakuma had his another uh, uh, rehab start in Tacoma. So when he gets back, you know, those guys get back and, and can be kind of their old selves. That team could look really good. Let me see here. What's a, what's fun to talk about? Any like any side stories? Uh, I could whip you Besides guys. Besides the G- GTDs? <laughs> 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 No, uh, we, we heard we heard that you're you're off the GTD wagon now. You think you had the cold before you had the ghost encounter? I don't know, man. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it can go either way. I can't. I can't like definitively call it now. It just took me a week to get over it. Plus, Krusty was just like slamming into my head the other night. I think the further away you are from the actual root event, how are, you know it's like the further away you are from finding the truth, rather than. You're it's getting true. closer to the truth. Yeah, and not only that, like, you never really remember anything clearly. Like, whenever you remember a thought, it's like, the la- you only remember the last time you remembered it, correct? It's not like... Yeah. I actually watched that uh, TED he- Talk. Did you watch that TED Talk, too, about memory? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you really I only remember your out, previous though. memory, so you're, it's always shifting as time goes on. Yeah. I know, and you know, now I don't remember any, I don't even remember last year, like I hardly remember anything now in my life, it's crazy. Life on the road. Um, Oh, that's what I was thinking. Oh, man. You're like a hobo hipster, and I was thinking, that should actually be a thing, it'd be like a hobster. (laughs) (laughs) It's like merging the hobo life with the hipster life, I think it's it's a, the next kind of wave of Williamsburg is the hobsters are coming in. Man, everybody in Williamsburg wants to look like that. They are like fresh off like a two month tour. That's what everybody <laughs> dresses like. <laughs> Except for when I look at them, I can tell they haven't toured because they look just a little too clean and like slept. Like they, yeah. <laughs> they had too much comfortability in their lives. I sent you guys that little video last night of what it's really like. And yeah, it's pretty brutal. Crazy. Very crazy. Um, but I only have, what, see, six more weeks of this, and it'll be all good to go. All right, man. Hey, hey, one last thing. Well, um, uh, bring it back around a little bit to sports. Uh, we had that. Uh, wait, wait, let's time this. What is this one yeah. last thing going to cost me? <laughs> <laughs> wait, one gonna last thing. Is, is, so I'm gonna, how many Seahawks a, donuts can I come up with in the <laughs> amount of time that you do? I got to well, say this, Chisler, dude, The Ch- one time that Dyke comes on. The one time we have Dyke as a guest, he just has to deal with Krusty's stroke the entire time. We got to figure out a way to get those guys back, or to get some. uh, some Yeah, we need another guest. But but, uh, the. um, Oh, so the point I want to say, you texted an image grab or whatever of. Uh, interesting Twitter poll that was kind of like what we were talking about the other day. Oh, if you yes, would rather, I wanted Jimmy, Jimmy or Cam, except for that they added in um, who was Justin the third Britt. 
Justin, Justin Britt. Britt, which is silly to me, but he is your only good uh, good player. But that kind of started spinning my head in a different way. So put on put on your crystal ball here, Chisler, or stare into it. Put it on. Put it on you. Put on your hat. Put on my put, wizard. Put hat. on your wizard hat. Yeah. Who, yeah. I don't take it off. <laughs> Regardless of defense or offense. Who's the MVP of the Seahawks next year? The most valuable player? The or most the valuable player. Not the most m- vasectomy player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely think, I mean, it should be Russell Wilson. Come on. Come on, Russ. Not Richard Sherman. Nah. The it's problem, with, Sher- the problem with Sherman is now. he's just not going to get enough stats to be the MVP because people don't throw yeah, it. Yeah, they're going to avoid him. It's that same yeah. old problem. He, I mean, his interceptions keep going down, it seems like, just because there's no opportunities. Wow, did you see that thing that they put on the radio about Doug Baldwin? Okay, so last year he put out that it was his goal to be the most – Productive, let's call it receiver or something. The most consistent, efficient, efficient, efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Efficient, yes. And um, so he had he gave Russell Wilson last year a a passer rating of a hundred and twenty six or something like that. Yeah, and just totally nailed his goal. So big up. Doug Baldwin on putting out putting out a goal and doing it. I no. And it makes you think, why don't they throw to him every single time? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here's here's an interesting piece on Doug, too, is that the uh, football outsiders who do a bunch of the, the new metrics and new stats and everything and factor everything, they're super math nerds or whatever, uh, the, those guys have Doug as the seventh best wide receiver going into this next year. So they have him rated to be the seventh best receiver going into 2017. And remember last year at fantasy draft time, it was like Tyler Lockett was being rated ahead of Doug Baldwin. It was like absolutely insane. And I started buying into it. I was like, oh, oh, oh. And no way. Doug just blew him out of the water. He is like light years ahead of all those other dudes. But, you know, not to say that they're not awesome as well. So it's interesting, but Doug himself in his interview, you know, they said that like you were the seventh seventh best rated wide receiver going on this next year. And you're you got more uh, targets last year than you ever had in your career. And, And Doug's answer was we need to run the football. He said, I don't want that many targets. Like, we're going to win by running the football and playing defense. That's who we are. We've gone to two Super Bowls that way. What what top seven wide receiver would say that? Every wide receiver says, I want targets. Throw me the ball. They should be throwing me the ball more. And he just, I love Doug Baldwin. And so for me, The more and more I'm hearing from him lately, he's not angry Doug Baldwin anymore. He's like like the new Richard Sherman, you know? He's like coming into his own right now. He has always argued that he was never <laughs> he's, angry. He's the other CEO. He always argued that he competes. Like the other he always argued that he competes. I'm <laughs> driven, you know? And I think he still is. 
So, and that, in that interview, I, I will say, by the way, I meant to mention this earlier, but I don't know that there is a, I mean, Sherm does good interviews, I guess, but I think the best Seahawk interview I've ever heard is him and Michael Bennett. Like every time either one of those two guys talk, it's like captivating, just captivating. I want, yeah. I could listen to Doug Baldwin, like read the dictionary. Like I just, the way he is so intense and so focused and so driven. And so for me, he's, I think he's going to be the MVP next year. Mm. Okay. Could you listen to Doug Baldwin read the Koran? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If he was kneeling, what if he was kneeling? <laughs> that kind of blew my mind, Krusty, that you said you've read half the Koran and the Book of Mormon and the Bible and what else have you read? Yeah, it fascinates, what, where do you find all it this, fascinates me, dude. I, religion is, is... Where do you find all this time to read when you're like uh, watching like... When you're on EddieLacy.com, I hate EddieLacy.com all day. Now, by say read, I actually listen to them because I, 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 I'm a big, big podcast and like audiobook guy and stuff. So um, I found some podcasts actually where that's what it is. There's just dudes reading it and talking about it. And and so I listen to most of oh, them really? over. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to most of them over the last few years. I just, while I'm working, while I'm mowing the yard, while I'm driving, whatever, I just listen. And, and, and I find, you know, the pattern and stuff just fascinate me so it's it's interesting stuff all right we just blew all our listeners minds we just blew all our listeners minds (laughs) blew my mind the other night i was like what are you doing crusty no you don't don't act like you're smart and trying to figure things out in this world (laughs) i didn't say i was smart i didn't even say i understood yeah he doesn't read them he listens to them he still does it on his (laughs) terms it wasn't quite exactly what he said he did he said he read them and then it comes out okay so actually i listened to a dude talk about that he read it (laughs) awesome guys another fun episode yeah yeah definitely We'll, uh, we'll get up next week or something all right peace out peace out Peace.